Hi guys, welcome to the Blockchain Bandits podcast episode 8. You're here with me, Jeff. Myself, Courtney. And me, Andy. And today, we're going to be speaking to you guys about, um, well, our topic's going to be, don't get lost in the crypto source. We'll go through what that means in a second. Um, countries making their own blockchains. Um, a barrier for cryptocurrencies. Are cryptocurrencies actually centralised? because the book by exchanges we'll go through that as well and then we're going to wrap up um what happened this whole year for cryptocurrencies because this is going to be our last uh podcast until the new year so yeah let's get started um don't get lost in the crypto source what does that mean it means basically the cryptocurrency world is a huge space. There's so many cryptocurrencies, there's so many coins, so many blockchains, and we've kind of covered that before. But it's so easy, and what we've noticed, especially in our um, group chat that we have of about 100 people now, um, people are always wondering, what does this coin do? What does that coin do? Oh, I really miss. I missed out on that coin. I missed out on this coin. Um, and it can be it can become chaotic and you can see the chaos in in people's minds because there's just so much to choose from so much choice it's like taking a kid through a candy store they don't know which one to pick first um so we're going to give you some advice on on that it's not financial advice so you know whatever do what you wherever you want but you know it's just some tips that things that we do personally i do personally mm. um so yeah focus on maybe five coins to start with because that way it gives you is is that you have you can have a diverse enough portfolio and also it, it's a small enough number for you to be able to look into each coin in depth and know what you're looking at and then once you get more comfortable maybe start expanding one by one moving on into other coins because it can be very confusing especially with such tech heavy um tech heavy um information especially if you're not coming from a tech world it's very easy to get confused um, and not know where to get your information from and so easy to fall for scams and that's why you hear so many people fall, falling for scams and ICO scams and, and Ponzi schemes um, yeah do you guys have anything to say about that yeah well I think I'm fairly new I'm most likely newest uh, to the whole scene um, out of the three of us but um, you know I always um, like to look at the, uh, the kind of low value ICOs um, the ICOs that I you know feel like will have a good chance in the future um you know a bang on about iota um for instance in that way um but there are a number of them that have got you know good tech behind them i i believe the coins all about the tech so the tech behind them is really key so i'll, I'll find like a coin that has really good tech behind it check out the white paper and say to myself yeah this is the one that i will put some money in towards um and i think that's key um there's so many different icos but not all of them you would agree with their software or, or their tech, put it that way, or anything that they're going to be putting out. So um, that's one key thing um, to get get hold on. Um, but then there's the big ones. So if you ever want to look at Ethereum or like Bitcoin, maybe you put a bit into, into those. Um, but, you know, kind of uh, have your own reasons as well sometimes to, of, you know, why you're actually choosing a particular coin. Don't just say to yourself, 
you know, Bitcoin is making a lot of money. Um, I'm going to throw it all into that. But then, oh, there's these other 10 coins that look just like Bitcoin. The most likely you'll make money as well. And you put all your money into those. And then there's another 10 after that. You're just going to get totally lost in the source, you know. And, and I, I don't think that's a, a, a good way to go about it at all. Yeah, I can only speak from my own experience. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually glad what the path I actually took in terms of crypto because it, it did keep me grounded, which is key. Uh, and the boys are exactly right. Like, um, it's very easy to get lost in the source with this whole market. Um, so just get lost in uh, chasing the brightest light. Uh, but just because it's the brightest light doesn't mean it will shine the longest. Exactly. Um, sometimes they die at the fastest, and that is often the case with cryptocurrency in the cri- cryptocurrency market. Exactly. So how I started is I actually um, I I went half and half on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, which I'm glad I did, uh, and that was my first step into into the space. Um, from there, obviously, I like I I kept my stop losses. I, I I was very careful with my TA, and I kept myself up to date with what was going on. Um, um, slowly but surely, I I like w- I ran into some ICOs and altcoins, which I I thought had interesting technology behind them, interesting team. Um, and I had value. I thought they were um, undervalued. So I would um, I'd break up my portfolio, uh, my portfolio, which was fifty percent Bitcoin and fifty percent Ethereum. Use a bit to invest. Uh, use a bit of my Bitcoin to invest in some altcoins and a bit of my Ethereum to invest in some um, some tokens and altcoins. And um, like the ones I actually believed in, and it 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 went well. Like it went very well. Um, again, like if you go in and you all in into a altcoin or token or just coin in general that you don't know a lot about, um, you basically might as well go to a casino and just put it all on red. Um, it's because it is a gamble, it is, and you want to take and this whole market's a gamble, and you want to take calculated risks, exactly. So, you want to educate yourself. And I do always tell people when they're starting off, like, they always ask. Oh, what should I get? Well, get get the cool, get the cool ones for now. They they might not make the um, highest gains. Uh, they they might not uh, just shoot up twenty percent in a day. However, they they're relatively stable and they they're high in volume, mm. and they're solid. Um, and then once you you clued yourself up on the market. Then look uh, like uh, keep looking into diff- reading different white papers, looking at different tech, co- comparing different coins and altcoins, mm-hmm. um, and getting opinions of other people. Then you you will know what you feel is the right bet. And once you get there, stay grounded, and you don't need to check every day, every second, uh, the the performance of of your coin or altcoin. Bearing in mind, you keep your money off the exchange. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Of course. Yeah. That 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 is that is one of the key tips as well. Like you definitely want to keep it off the exchange. Be safe. Be secure. Um, like that. It's really really important. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like um, for your for your psyche and mental health, I would say that um, being able to hold your mid to long term holds and uh, being able to just like. Stay composed when, when in this such a, such a volatile market. Um, I, I I've seen that like uh, people who tend to do that 
seem to see rewards more than people who are very emotional. Sure. Um, and again, if you're emotional, you've probably got way too much invested. Yeah, and, and that's another thing as well. Um, when you actually limit the amount of cryptocurrencies you're looking at in a controlled amount, um, it's a lot easier to control your emotions as well. Because if you've got a hundred different cryptocurrencies you're looking at, one's going up, one's going down, your emotions are all over the place. You're not going to make rational decisions. And when you're investing in anything, you need to make rational decisions. Otherwise, it's, you're going to end up losing money. It's just basic common sense. But common sense goes out the window when you're being emotional. You might be the smartest guy who ever lived, but once emotion gets, gets sets into you, you're going to be all over the place. Um, another thing to bear in mind is we're saying, yeah, you know what, don't get lost in the crypto source. But Andy made a good point. Don't focus just on one, one coin. Diversify your investments. Look at the coins. And when you're looking at a coin, don't just look at the coin. Look at its competition as well because that will help you determine whether it's um, of value or whether it's just a copy or a clone and and obviously if it's just a copy does the same thing 10 other coins do you're not it's not going to hold that much value to you um that's just like what i do personally um so yeah don't get lost in the crypto source because it's a dangerous market out there it's the wild west in the cryptocurrency market at the moment and that is a place where you could easily lose money you hear these stories of people making so much money but on the other side it's always something on the other side always another side of the coin and on the other side is people losing a lot of money yeah, you always hear about the people making money you never hear about the people who lost tons yeah uh, I mean, if you want a good example, people losing a lot of money, um, you know BitMEX, yeah. Bit, BitREX, yeah, Bitrex on Twitter, yeah. Yeah. and that for the people who don't know what that is, it's basically a um, a bot which posts um, BitMEX uh, liquid uh, liquidated asset um, contracts. Mm. Um, so basically, what that again, what that is, is um, on BitMEX. Again, very risky, and you can uh, trade uh, Bitcoin and other coins. On using uh, leverage, mm. uh, very, and very high leverage up to times a hundred in some cases, mm. and uh, yeah, exactly, exactly, That's Courtney, crazy. exactly. I was just shaking my head. Though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you. Um, so and people just buy uh, like uh, long or short Bitcoin mm. with these insane um, leverage uh, leverages margins and like. Um, and often a lot of people lose because you know again you're you're fighting against a very volatile market. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bitcoin can fall about a grand in a day if it feels like it. <laughs> um, and people people use uh, lose hundreds of thousands, millions in some cases. You don't hear about that instantly in seconds. Yeah. <laughs> so just just take that into account. Like um, don't get stupid because uh, it's very easy to get greedy and stupid. That's very good advice. Don't get stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, that's basically what, we're, what we're not getting lost in the crypto sources. You like, so you can take from that. Don't um, look into too many cryptocurrencies at the same time. But at the same time, don't look into one cryptocurrency and bank everything on that. Um, always. Um, risk what you you can afford to lose um make sure you're not emotional about it and don't get stupid so yeah <laughs> um so yeah moving on to the next subject um countries making their own blockchains there's been a lot of no- noise recently in, in in the news i actually wrote an article as well about 
about um, governments planning to make their own cryptocurrencies. Uh, Janet Yellen recently uh, this week came out and spoke about um, blockchain technology and cryptocurrencies. And I think some EU officials um, actually came out today or yesterday saying um, that cryptocurrencies are actually, they believe cryptocurrencies are here to stay. And all this noise, government bodies and central banks talking about cryptocurrencies, it's because they are obviously planning to create their own. They've seen the potential and they're seeing that it could have some benefits to them. But why would anyone um, basically invest in a cryptocurrency backed by a government when the whole philosophy behind cryptocurrencies is to step away from that system? is to be decentralized, obviously. But there are two sides to the argument. Um, governments can benefit from this because obviously then they have control. Um, everyone can kind of benefit because if there is a government currency or a national currency on a uh, blockchain then counterfeiting is obviously out the window and so there's that um, there are a few countries who already have cryptocurrencies and have cryptocurrencies in development Sweden's one of them uh, China Japan uh, and Venezuela is one of them as well um, uh, the Venice, <laughs> the Venezuelan um, cryptocurrency is quite interesting because it's backed by um, their national resources like diamonds, um, oil, gold, um, and they're looking to make cryptocurrency because it helps them get around the sanctions on Venezuela um, because a lot of banks won't do business with them. So it'll be a, it will help their economy if they can do trade without having to go through banks and um so yeah you can see the benefits there but obviously from a cryptocurrency enthusiast point of view it's just like no just go away stop trying it um this where this this isn't your world this is our world this is a decentralized world um i don't know what you guys takes on that is well i'd suggest that the government almost acts like a company and i think um as we've got so many companies moving towards the cryptocurrency space they're they're you know kind of trying to push through and actually ensure that blockchain technology is you know enforcing their companies um because they can see the benefits of it all um i would suggest that the government's doing the same thing um the government in general will see so many benefits you know um the key one's crime um and you know reduce crime rates that's one key aspect of actually implementing their own cryptocurrency um also you know you've got the whole um, idea of you know reduced management costs um, so you've got a, a thing called minting where you know you know the government will go through and actually ensure that um, currency is actually printed or created in that way um, they don't have to do that anymore if they adopt you know cryptocurrency as their main currency which is again a, a benefit for them but then there are a number of drawbacks especially if you know the government decide to um, enforce a cryptocurrency as their main currency upon its population. Um, one would be the fact that everything will go digital. Now that seems like a great idea, right? We've all got phones and stuff like that, but you can imagine how many different implications that has on, on, on citizens, you know, one, you all have to have a digital device. So, you know, maybe you've got like a very, 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 very old grandparent or something like that who doesn't like technology. You know, it could be a young person that doesn't like technology, but I'm just going to jump on the stereotype. Um, ultimately, they might not want to actually use the digital currency. They may not know how to use it. It causes problems for them. 
you know, you've also got the idea of, you know, when systems go down, if the system go da goes down, how the hell are you buying anything if everything's actually um, cashless because we're using yeah. this digital currency? Um, so that's that's the second problem there. Um, you, you know, and then you've got also the idea of privacy. Um, there most likely be less privacy in terms of the government being more intrusive on your, you know, your, your privacy. They'd be, you know, maybe checking your or transactions and seeing what's going on. Um, that can be useful maybe, again, towards the whole crime rates kind of issue. Um, if you've got somebody that's stolen some sort of coin, um, the, you know, you can pretty much just turn off that coin and give back that money to the, the, the correct, uh, you know, entity. Um, so there are benefits and drawbacks on both sides. But, um, you know, I think you just have to have a generic, what, if, do you think it's actually a good thing for the space? I think yeah. that's the uh, ultimate question. Uh, one, good, one point as well that... Um that I didn't actually think of, but it was raised on um, uh, the Dissonomics um, podcast, which um, I'm actually featuring on the next one, um, talking about cryptocurrencies. So shout out to um, Dissonomics podcast. But he did a, an episode on the cashless world, on the cashless systems. And one point he brought up that I didn't actually think of was homeless people. When you see a homeless person on the street, you might be able to give them some change. <laughs> How's that going to work? How are you going to? It's going to be a lot harder to donate to people like that on an everyday basis um, without cash. It's a problem nowadays with Apple Pay and stuff, actually. Because yeah. I actually don't even carry, carry cash. I don't carry I cash don't carry either. Cash. Rarely, rarely. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. I have change on me, but rarely it's very rare. Well, I guess you would have to either give the homeless person a digital device, maybe a chip, <laughs> not a good idea, um, for them to receive the money. Then they can take it to the shop and actually purchase goods. Um, it's it's a difficult one. I think we're we're moving towards that because everything's digital now, um, and we're moving towards it. But I think the fact that we can still rely on you know fiat yeah. isn't necessarily a totally bad thing. Yeah. Uh, I I like I don't think that we need to necessarily think of it as a completely binary. If there's a government trying to bring in digital currency, so I'm assuming, for example, let's talk for the UK government, for example. Um, if they were to imp implement um a digital currency. Um, they wouldn't stop printing fiat. Um, it would uh, it would be almost like a tether for like it would be the digital currencies that are tethered towards the fiat money. Yeah. Um. Um. So, what what you would probably find is, which I think would probably be the best system, transitioning to digital, is um, you would have like say if you got a hundred hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. Um, you were you would be able to go to a I, I'm assuming it's going to be a bank or a service mm. what allows you to con change let's say fifty of it mm. fifty pounds into this Digital. let's say e pounds yeah and um, <coughs> um e sterling or whatever mm. and now you have that on your on your wallet yeah your e wallet mm. and that's completely e that's easy to be to to, to, to get use, rid of and yeah. use and then you have your other fifty pounds as fiat money yeah um. I think that's that's the best way in terms of getting people to learn to how transit, to use it. Exactly. The people who don't know how to use, who doesn't, who don't like uh, um, tech, mm. and don't want to really get involved in it. Maybe they're a bit older. Maybe maybe it's, it's all a bit too complicated. Mm. Uh, maybe they just might not agree with with the technology, or they don't agree with uh, the fact that governments are um, have access to a lot more data than they feel they should. Mm. Um, then that's cool. They can use 
the fiat money. Mm. But um, again, the thing about technology is the technology is, uh, uh, is there to serve people and uh, make our lives easier. Mm. And I think the government doing this, it does make our life easier because it, it, this would help against fraud and this would help, um, it, it's, it's, it's better for security. Um, and in terms of like the fact that now you know um, it's, it's, it's just a lot easier to, you won't lose money for example, um, that they're, they're, they're like, they obviously sound reasons to actually do it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, there are some, some reasons, there's pros and cons, mm, but definitely. at the end of the day, personally, I don't like it. I'm all for centralization as you probably decentralization as you've probably guessed by or if you've listened to the other episodes because I think the governments and the banks have already shown us that they fail they they can't they can't be trusted with our funds and maybe it's time to see how the people do maybe a hundred years down the line we realize people are actually crap at being in charge of their own money but we won't know until we try and I think it's time to try and I don't I think this is just a way of governments encroaching and trying to steal the power back um, away from like these decentralized systems but we all knew something like this was gonna happen anyway and it's gonna be a, 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 like a sort of tug of war and we'll see but we'll see what comes out of it we'll see it's interesting to talk about it's interesting to see um, I just love talking about this stuff as well so just the more stuff that comes out of it, the better, I suppose. But ultimately, I prefer decentralization. Yeah, uh, you know, I tend to agree. I think decentralization is actually key, um, you know, because there's always just profit to be made for somebody else, not necessarily the person that earned it in the first place. Hmm. And I think that's um, that's the negative towards centralization there. Um, but then I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's totally a bad thing, especially as we're going to go towards a cashless system, whether we like it or not. Mm. Mm. I think potentially, um, you know, if that does mean we've got blockchain technology in, 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 in included for the extra security, maybe that'd that be is, a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. see that. Um, yeah, just add on on what Courtney just said, and like, I don't necessarily disagree with you guys because I obviously prefer decentralization in in in. Um, most things I yeah. say, uh, but I I can't see um, the government not using this technology to their advantage. Yeah, of course. And yeah. um, like for example, it could help a lot of ways in like for example tax. Yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's cheaper to print money now and stuff like if if we go digital. Uh, I'm assuming with with um, exchanges and yeah. like actual changes mm. it, it, will, it will hopefully be ch- uh, cheaper mm. and I'd rather have my government uh, control a, uh, a currency or uh, a crypto than a bank yeah um, like if, if, if anything was going to be centralised I mean I'd like I mean governments are centralised yeah <laughs> like, like, uh, that's fact that's uh, societies are centralised mm. um, but um, we are like I think it's important that we take into account because with, with with how we're going, especially in the UK, like it, I feel like it's gonna happen. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very interesting one. Yeah, it's it a is. very interesting one. Definitely, um, you raise up a good point. Tax is another advantage. Like maybe some sort of tax algorithm could be already implemented into the your tax bracket yeah right? into yeah, your tax yeah. bracket and so you don't even have to worry about your taxes it's just automatically done that's one benefit um 
But then again, there are some problems with that too. But overall, um, obviously, like I said, I prefer decentralization. However, that doesn't mean that cryptocurrencies right now are fully um, decentralized, which is one of our next topic. Are cryptocurrencies actually centralized because of the exchanges? Now, what made me actually think of this and take it to the guys is um, we're talking about the Mt. Gox situation, which is an exchange. And at one point, they stopped people being able to sell um, Bitcoins on their exchange in order so that there were only buyers in the market. And if there are only buyers in the market, the price is going to go up. That way, their um, Bitcoin um, stores would obviously go up in value. And it, it, they were doing it because their company was going under and they needed, needed more money. Um, right now, every single exchange you'll, you can use very much 99% of them at the moment are centralized um, and recently some of the um, exchanges have been having problems like where people can't get in to get rid of their coins um, some people are speculating it's some sort of conspiracy theory I don't believe it really but it is possible are thinking that they're basically doing the same thing um, and in that way, right now, cryptocurrencies are centralized. But exchanges have the power to manipulate the price because they are, like we've mentioned before, they are the gatekeepers. If you want to go and sell, you have to go through them. And this is why decentralized, another reason why decentralized exchanges are super important. Um, I don't know, do you guys have anything to add to that? Well, I think, you know, it's one it's not totally clear whether or not this is you know definitely the yeah, case exactly. or not that's just one thing we have to to put across but mm. you know the idea that an exchange is going to pretty much act like gandalf and you shall not pass type <laughs> of type of uh, thing yeah you know it's, it's it's definitely possible i think one big problem right now as well with the fact that the cryptocurrency market is so saturated that so many people are coming in now to actually you know exchange on the markets um, but somehow the exchanges are not prepared at all. And it's like, okay, maybe the first week, the second, third month has gone by two months, but it's been a while now and you're still not prepared. You kind of question it a bit. Um, you know, is it actually all a plan? Is it all, you know, something that's been orchestrated? Who yeah. Knows? Um, my, my opinion on, on the whole um, exchanges being uh, centralised or decentralised has slightly changed the past few weeks. Because um, I did some reading up on it, on it. and it, it, but basically, like what I've um, my conclusion is now that if it's centralized and done well, like and I'm I'm being serious, like how top exchanges around the world uh, uh, operate, mm. and not this ridiculous lack of security, lack of uh, like lack lack of customer support. Lack of um being able to like handle the um, traffic, traffic, <laughs> just just a bit of like, just just to do their job. Like if 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 we could just get that at a minimum, mm. uh, I in my opinion I think centralized uh, a a centralized exchange would be okay if it was a big good centralized exchange which, mm. which is backed. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to people having problems with a decentralized exchange, um. And uh, there are there are different ways that could happen. Mm. Like um, they're easier to be fixed and uh, fixed with a centralized exchange. Yeah. Um, 
if to implement implement new things, it's easier to be fixed with yeah. a centralized exchange. Um, also, there's a few more, but uh, which I can't uh, I can't um, remember off the top of my head. But like um, in terms of the whole decentralized exchange, like we we can um, it's it's going to be running on contracts, mm. and we all know how. Um, the cert- the network can act when there's a, a high influx in contracts. Yeah. So that means that we're we're complaining about how um high traffic might is going to affect affects our current uh, central mm. centralized exchanges mm. because there's people trying to trade. Da, da, da. Mm. But imagine if there's a, a, a again a cryptocurrency is a very volatile market. Mm. Imagine if there's a sharp um increase or a sharp drop mm. in on these decentralized exchanges. We're going to run into some issues. Yeah. That's that's true, especially depending on what um, blockchain network it's on as well. Yeah. For example, if it was on the Ethereum network or the Bitcoin blockchain, oh God. it would it would just it would not work. It would just be stagnant. There would, nothing would be happening. It'd be frozen. You'd be waiting for ages for confirmations. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Blockchain technology has to step up first before we can adopt the decentralized exchanges. Which is why the decentralized exchanges are on it at the moment. Um, there's still a lot of growth there to be done but at the same time you know I actually do kind of feel sorry for the um, like Coinbase in, in particular um, that the CEO was talking about um, about um, the basically everything going down and how they're trying to you know, add more support add more servers to, to because they never expected this many people and um, I was talking to um, Dis- um, um, Dysonomics um right before the podcast and um he mentioned um that basically with adidas when the new yeezys came out everybody wanted the yeezys and then the adidas website crashed because they weren't expecting it and obviously um everyone just accepted okay it crashed because there were certain people but with cryptocurrencies because it's such a wanted thing and because Mm. there's a lot of money in it um that's why it's such a big deal but at the same time, you've got to understand that like the exchanges didn't expect this sort of thing. And what can they do if they didn't expect this sort of infrastructure? You can't build for an, infra- an infrastructure based on something that hasn't happened yet because um, it's just impossible, really. And it would be a waste of money just to be like, oh, let's get a million servers, but you have 100 customers. Like, So I think we've got to kind of bear that in mind at the same time when um, when we think about these things but then on obviously on the flip side you know that a centralized exchange is run by people and people can't be trusted the blockchain network can be so um it takes the need for trust out of it because the trust is inbuilt so um you never know what the 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 reasons are behind and that's why you know um, we, that's why we're having this discussion that's why it's good to discuss these sorts of sorts of things because moving forward something like what Mount Gox did before could happen again. It could be happening right now. We never know. We have to consider it. We have to investigate. We've got to look into it. We've got to share ideas and we've got to look to how we can avoid things like this happening before they happen. Um, I, I, personally, um, I, I, I personally think that for now, like Andy was saying, um, there are a lot of plus sides to having centralized exchanges. But in the future, definitely... When the blockchain technology is up to scratch, then a decentralized exchange is a must. Um, so yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything else to say on that. No, I disagree. I'd say ultimately decentralized uh, exchange would be 
pretty much exactly what we need. That's the whole, the whole point of it, really. Mm. Um, mm. If you think about it, um, it'd just be perfect. Exactly. So then cryptocurrencies would actually be fully decentralized at that point. You know. Mm. Um, so yeah, I yeah. think was that it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just want to add, like, yeah, I I definitely think um, decentralized over centralized uh, centralized, uh, but I just think that. The technology we have in the block, uh, blockchain community right now, and I guess the devs right now, no one's really focusing on it, mm. um, is lacking. Uh, maybe in a few years, one might appear what we can we can call like a, a benefit to yeah. the to the to the market. Mm. I just hope that that comes. I hope it comes soon, and I hope it comes so people who like uh, for for the benefit of beginners, because mm. um, like. It again one of, one of the problems a lot of beginners uh, um, come into the space trying to invest in a, a new currency or mm. altcoin or whatever. Um, it's just the faff with all the currency, yeah, uh, the, the uh, exchanges, exchanges, yeah, the verifications, mm. the 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 login in process. So you just have to be. It's just so it's so long, and I can understand why a lot of people are turned away, but. You know, like we always say, it's early days, it's, it's in its infancy, we just got to give it time, we've got to be patient, and really, if you, you want it that bad, then just push through. Mm. So yeah, I think that's it for the discussions, but it's time for us to wrap up the year, 2017, because this is our last podcast of the year, and we thought we'd take a look back at things that happened um, this year. So... um I don't know, Bitcoin is the obvious one to speak about first. It's ride, meteoric rise to where it is now, 20K um, dollars. Did yeah. it hit 20K? Did, yeah. 20K, yeah. Uh, it's, that's just it's, that's insane. I, like, I'm, I'm struggling to um, to cope with that understanding of that growth. We'll see how it does in 2018, especially with the futures market being more established. Um uh, I'm expecting. Well, you never know with Bitcoin, and they say you'll you'd be crazy to be a bear, to be bearish on um on um Bitcoin. But I'm obviously not going to be financially a bear. But in my head, I think from what I'm seeing and from all logical, there's gonna have to be some sort of correction, major correction. This doesn't just happen. Like there's got to be some sort of correction. And it will come soon. That's why people say Bitcoin's a bubble. I can understand why they say that because it kind of is a bubble, but it doesn't mean the cryptocurrency world is a bubble. It doesn't mean blockchain technology is a bubble either. And being a bubble is not terrible because we had dot com bubble. Now look at every major company right now. What are they based on? They're based on the internet. So, um, yeah, just just um yeah it's just been crazy also ethereum's made a great rise this year as well been uh there's been so many hard forks along the way um it's been good to see it develop um also new cryptocurrencies coming out of the space the ico market just booming 2017 was just crazy like for this this space and i think 2017 is going to be the year that everyone remembers as Oh, this is when it started. Yeah. Even though it started a long yeah. time before, but this is the one where like adoption kind of, the spark that ignited wider adoption kind of sparked basically. Um, yeah, I don't know what else you guys want to talk about that happened this year. Yeah. So yeah, I'll just add on to that really. Bitcoin naturally, I in my opinion, is like a father, and then his sons are all the ICOs below it, and 
it literally pulled him up mm. and said, you know what, we're going to survive. We're going to make it through. And I think, you know, the fact that it's hit, hit this all-time high and it's still pushing through, mm. it's, it's just reinforcing that. And it's a good thing for the market. Um, it's, it's pushed, and uh, as, as we've spoke about in previous podcasts, it's pushed um, companies across the world to start to look into blockchain, uh, blockchain technology. And um, I think that is, is, is a key thing for 2017 as well. Mm. Um, you know, we'll see so much more growth in that space, um, which will mean, mean again, wider adoption. You know, that's what it is. It's the year of wider adoption. Um, mm. And um, yeah, I think, you know, what we'll find most likely next year um, is plenty more new ICOs popping up. We saw so many of them at the blockchain summit just popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 an it's an exciting time, um, you know. Who knows what's going to happen next exactly? Mm. But what I would like to see per se in the next you know coming year or or years, is you know as we're moving towards more of a digital space, how you know blockchain technology will actually um, adapt to that. I think we we need to see also like you know improvement in blockchain technology. We need to see. For instance, Bitcoin trying to improve how they're doing things. I don't think we can stay in this stagnant kind of um, version. I think we need potentially Segway2x to come back and take force. Um, we need something from Bitcoin because I think the more Bitcoin's pushed, the more the whole space is pushed, mm. and you know it's just gonna be great in that respect. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been an exciting year, very exciting year to 2017. I think the most exciting so far um in the space uh so the people who have jumped on 2017 well done um like bitcoin for example at the beginning of the year was one thousand dollars um as of today it is 20 uh as of today it is twenty thousand dollars um now like it like it obviously bitcoin Ran into a few speed bumps along the way, especially around August. Yeah, yeah. W- with the China, yeah, China, China Fud and Jamie Dimon, mm. um, it actually went down to two thousand mm. dollars. But within the uh, within that five six months, it's managed to rally rally up to what it is now. Yeah. Um, I I truly believe twenty eighteen um is going to be the time when we are actually going to reach a point where like we we're hitting the mainstream. Mm. And maybe mid twenty eighteen is when, or uh, I would say early twenty nineteen also maybe, mm. is when mass adoption is hit. Um, I, I'm very excited for twenty eighteen, but also I'm very cautious. Um, if you ask me, um, if Bitcoin would hit thirty thousand, uh, by march or february 2018 mm. uh three months ago i would have said no um just because it's uh like bitcoin and the cryptocurrency market in general just continues to defy logic sometimes yeah um 28 uh, um i feel like 2018 is going to be very very um good but also very dodgy um yeah. just because i'm i'm very nervous with the amount of people who are who are entering the market and also the amount how it's being pumped up with tether yeah um it's it, it's it's definitely something to take into account 
and um, I know for a fact uh, uh, the second quarter of 2018 um, I'm going to be very very careful within the market um, and I, I, I suggest people to be careful anyway but um, um, I, I just know for me I'm going to uh, be very much more careful than usual yeah. just because I'm very nervous about um, the the full what's going to come uh, uh, when or how or when the top is who knows hmm. um, I, I agree yeah um, I, I was just going to say that um, 2018 like you said it's going to be a key year it's kind of be it's going to be like I'm nervous about 2018 in terms of um just I feel like Bitcoin will have its correction then, but obviously don't take my word for it. Who am I really? But that's just my opinion. Um, I really do think that maybe the altcoins will do well. Like they've got a, there's a lot on the horizon for a lot of altcoins. Like um, there's um, Ethereum's got some thoughts coming out. Um, you know, there's a lot of updates, a lot of wallet updates for for each coin. Yeah. Uh, things are improving steadily for everyone in the space, and I think that even even Bitcoin actually is going to be improving. You know, the Lightning Network, Lightning, yeah. which sounds very promising at the moment. Um, so I don't know. Like, you just, it's this market is so it, it like like Andy said, it defies all logic. So you just have to be very wary. You have to be. That's why you don't go all in. This is why we said don't get lost in the crypto source. That's why you can't be emotional. You can't have those. You can't fall for FOMO, which is fear of missing out. You can't fall for FUD, which is basically just fear. Um, news that spreads fear. You need to be in control of your emotion. You need to look at things logically because 2018 is going to be key, especially if you're new to the space and you're just getting in or you 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 were looking at things in 2017 and, you, and you're thinking 2018, new year, new me and I'm going to start investing in cryptocurrencies. Um, yeah, just stay safe out there, guys, because 2017 was a brilliant year. It was brilliant. I loved it. Like Cryptocurrencies is great. 2018 could be just as great, but it could be absolutely disgusting <laughs> to you if you are a newbie, especially especially coming in, if you're entering at these high prices at the moment, if price d just tanks, it's, I don't know, man, it's game over for you. Well, not game over, but if you're all, if you're all in, it's game over. But, you know, yeah, that's why you don't go all in. So yeah uh, i think that's all i have to say about 2017 and going into 2018 um yes no i think uh, you've kind of nipped it in the bud earlier enough um i think it's just really be careful be be really careful um be excited about the space and its growth um you know that's the key rule um things that we're going to leave 2017 with mm. if, if i'm right to say guys yep that's yeah. it be careful guys um but yeah thanks for listening thanks for being um here with us in 2017 we're just getting started 2018 is going to be um a year of growth for us as well we're coming up with ways to provide you guys with more content ways to help you guys we're setting up a patreon which you can get in and join in um from just one dollar a month and we'll be providing you with things like technical analysis. You get entered into competitions um, where you can win free coins. 
and um, you get breakdowns of um, white papers and, and things like that and exclusive videos breaking things down so look out for that uh, yeah so thank you so much for listening to us and subscribing and and, and um, liking we're just getting well, we're just getting started and um, we're go- we've got so much more to offer you guys uh, and to help you guys with um, so yeah thanks for listening and we'll see you next year yeah take it easy guys um, you know have a good uh, you know Christmas period regardless if you're religious or not um, and you know have a great new year you know start fresh on the first or chat yeah i just want to say congrats again congratulations to the people who are inside the cryptocurrency space in 2017 uh see you guys in 2018 hopefully it will continue uh, bye see ya mm-hmm.